ಅನೌಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನ್ನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾ ವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಗೋ ಟು ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಧ್ಯಾನ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ವಿಚ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಮಿಡಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಚಾಂಟ್ ದಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಚಾಂಟ್ ದಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಮೀ ಯುನೋ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಡೂ ದಟ್ ಮೌನ ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯ ಪ್ರಕಟಿತ ಪರಬ್ರಹ್ಮತ್ವಯುವಾನಂ ಪರಿಷ್ಠಾಂತೆ ವಸದೃಶಿ ಗಣೈರಾವೃತ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನಿಷ್ಠೈ ಆಚಾರ್ಯೇಂದ್ರಂ ಕರಕಲಿತಚಿನ್ಮುದ್ರಮಾನಂದೂಪ ಸ್ವಾತ್ಮಾರಾಮಂ ಮುದಿತವದನಂ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತಿಮೀಡೇಕ್ಷಣಾಮೂರ್ತಿಷ್ಟೇಷ್ಟೇಷ್ಟೇಷ್ಟೇಷ್ಟ
Ramana Maharshi did not talk, but Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi did talk when it was necessary. Yes, he was generally silent, but that was according to his, you know, how his prarabdha unfolded. But, you know, when he taught and, and he composed things and those are all with the help of words. So what are these words? Number one, we have to see. And then why Lord Dakshiramurthy, you know, silently taught what is the indication of that? That also we have to see. So Mauna Vyakya, you know, it's a nice paradox. And Vedanta operates upon a series of paradoxes. In fact, that the whole, you know, the whole Vedanta Shastra rests on numerous paradoxes. I mean, too numerous to talk about. First of all, we have a, we have a problem. You know, there is a problem. What is the problem? I am in samsara. Uh, the person, the jiva, is convinced I am in samsara. Aham samsarin. That's what samsarin means. <laughs> I am in samsara. So I am a samsarin. And, <laughs> and therefore what? So therefore, you know, I am subject to grief. Shochami. I am subject to fear. You know, bibhe. I am afraid. I grieve. And then, you know, and the grieving, fearful person comes to the, and the, and the grief and the fear, even the person doesn't know Vedanta, still they know that it is because of this duality. Somehow they understand that. Because, you know, there are so many other things to be afraid of. And there are so many other things in the universe that cause sorrow starting with, you know, my own body, which is aging all the time and right up to the stars in the firmament because why the stars because this nakshatra in which i am born is not good <laughs> shani saturn is always in a difficult place and then what else you know the venus shukra the 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 benign auspicious planet is what is always you know not not blessing me and then Guru, the, the, the big, big fellow, Guru means what? The, you know, the planet Jupiter, blessing planet because of whom the correct kind of thinking is there and because of whom all kinds of, you know, uh, what's the word for it? All kinds of blessings are there in the form of intellect, uh, proper thinking, proper actions, the ability to follow dharma, all this is, is, you know, is incumbent upon the placement of Jupiter. And where is this Jupiter? In the wrong place. So therefore, right from the body, you know, which I am not very fond of, to the stars, one has, you know, one has cause for grief. And so therefore, what? And so therefore, even though one, uh, one might not understand Vedanta, one knows that the cause for grief, fear, which are the mainstay of samsara, are because of the fact that there are other things in the universe which are the cause of this sorrow, which are the cause of this grief. And so then what? What should I do now? So therefore what? This, you know, I need to approach a guru who seems to be smiling, who seems to not be affected. And somewhere I have heard that listening to the Shastra is going to help, you know. And so this is the cause of samsara. And then one goes to the guru to remove this samsara, to remove this duality. You go to the guru who says what? who doesn't give you swimming lessons how to swim in samsara, but un instead who, you know, sips the water of samsara, the ocean of samsara is sipped by the teacher. Yeah, is sipped by the grace, the warmth of the teacher, the warm loving grace of the teacher and the and the warm loving glance of the teacher the glance is pramana here the glance is the the ability to communicate through words interestingly 
what the truth of yourself that is beyond words this is the paradox here and so even though one goes for how to negotiate in samsara how to get you know get along with other people how to not be affected and what does the warm glance of the loving compassionate glance of the teacher which is as good as the teaching you know dries up the ocean of samsara along when the ocean of samsara dries up everything that it sustains what does it sustains the seaweed of doubt you know always coming under the spell of doubt and then getting whatever you know uh, caught and trapped in doubt and then what you know the seaweed of doubt the sharks of danger and fear and then you know uh the sharks of danger the sharks of fear and then the eddies and the whirlpools of you know sorrow and then the alligators that catch you know the alligators of uh, you know involvement and the ragadvesha you know in the form of all kinds of tsunamis etc anger fear kama krodha all the sea world the oceanic world is sustained by the ocean when that ocean is dried up by the warm compassionate glance which is you know translated as the teaching of the teacher and then you know so everything that the ocean sustains also goes if there is no ocean how can the alligator and the the, the shark survive it cannot survive it is it is gone you know it is totally gone and so therefore this is the this is the teaching here and so therefore what this is one of the paradoxes and the second paradox in vedanta is that you know you cannot this is one of the paradoxes and you know that that you go uh, to the teacher to to fix up your world and then you know the teacher says there is no world so therefore it is not needing to be fixed up oh really there is no world no what is there all that is there is you only me yeah but what is that you that you is not an only that you is not a lonely you it is kaivalya kevala you alone you alone are alone doesn't mean lonely because that you that is going to be unfolded is is equated to ishvara the cause of the universe i am ishvara yes you are ishvara oh then why am i crying why should i answer all the questions you answer that this question why are you crying you know this is what the whole thing is then the another paradox is that you know in order to learn about yourself you know who is the object of this knowledge you and who is the subject you another so called contradiction how can the subject and object be the same thing usually the object of knowledge is separate from the subject of knowledge so if i want to know about this uh, you know recording device which is working today you know yesterday i could not see the red light today you know i could see the red, i i could uh, you know i uh, figured out how to make it work so you know what did i do <laughs> i had not pressed the power button i had assumed that if it was connected to the computer it would come alive and you know so i had to learn about this correct so i had to learn about this because it was it was in uh, storage and it had not been operated and the human mind you know being what it is i had to reorient myself to see that this certain things had to be done in order to make it work so now the object of knowledge is what recording device and who is the knower the knower is aham i the you know atma here i and what is the object of knowledge anatma this is the only kind of knowledge we know we know when we say knowledge there is always you know kartr karma virodha you know there is always a subject object separation so the subject wants to know about all the objects in the universe because information is power and the more i know the more powerful i feel and the pramata the knower is always in place gloating over every silly thing that it knows but here suddenly i'm confronted with what 
one more kind of ignorance <laughs> what do you mean one more kind of ignorance it's the only ignorance okay it it presents itself as one more ignorance because because that is the that is the avarna that is the nature of the ignorance itself so suddenly i am confronted not just with object ignorance but with the subject ignorance in the sense that i don't know myself and so therefore what do i do you know and here is another strange paradox in order to know about myself i go to a teacher often a stranger yeah how much can you know about a teacher you don't know anything you google you google a guru in fact there are certain <laughs> websites you know there are certain websites where you can find out the you know the authentic the, the authenticity of the uh, of the teacher you know there is i, I forgot uh, what the name of it is so there are certain websites where you can uh, see you know what this teacher that you are going to study with is you know what is this person you can see you can find out and then you can uh, you know if they are authentic or not but still this is google this is this is some google who is going to google itself is strange because how do you know that google is giving the right information how do you know that that website is not biased or that the people on the website the so called authentic teachers who have managed to you know get into that website are are not paying that website to be on that website how do you know that you don't know that so another yet another paradox is that in order to know about who yourself you have to go and submit to a complete stranger you know and that to online uh, you know sight unseen you have to take a quantum leap and then go and say you know adhi hi bhagavo brahma oh revered one please teach me about the uh, about myself you know in the form of brahman so the whole of vedanta vedanta is just paradox is just the whole thing is paradox and then how does the teacher teach the teacher cannot you know teach anything new very interesting you know it is ever new that is why we saw the yesterday the last word in the first line which is what yuva you know yuvanam yuva means ever young the teaching is ever fresh and so lord dakshinamurti who is embodying the teacher here the adi guru is always ever young ever fresh why is it ever fresh because there may be so many people in the room it speaks to you and you and you that's why the sahana vavatu shanti mantra that we chant before is what is always in the dual so there may be so many people it's always one on one because it speaks to you it speaks to you specifically and that is why you are here and that is how the teaching operates and so how does the teacher teach the teacher doesn't teach anything new because you know i cannot tell you you know what you exist <laughs> if i were to say that then what would happen you know you will think something is wrong with this teacher yesterday she made sense today something happened you know because do you don't need to go to a teacher to find out that you exist correct because you know this is my famous question my famous question in every vedanta course in every vedanta class what is that you know ensuing from one's existence what is that can anybody say many of you have taken classes before what is that question i always ask yeah are you here are you here if i say are you here then you, what what will you say yes and how is that yes said it's a resounding yes where there is no doubt no samshaya no viparyaya no you know any other possibility is not there no doubt no vagueness i think i'm here but you know i just woke up so give me a few minutes and then get back to me no the fact that you are aware that you just woke up that means you are here you know and then there is no doubt there is no vagueness and there is no error you know sorry i told you i was not here but i am here there is no need to apologize and come back with a different answer that which is so certain that i am 
you know is 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 what is the self shining self existent self effulgent self referenced reality and all this self evident reality of the fact of your awareness of your existence the whole vedanta shastra is based it is hinged on that if the self were not self revealing there is nothing to say about the self then it will be yet one more conjecture you know like the nayikas you must exist why because when i pinch you you say ouch correct <laughs> we'll have to talk like the the logicians we'll have to talk like the vaisheshikas nayikas because this is what the whole thing rests on some funny logic So, but this is not. This is beyond logic because this is something you know with certainty. And when you say "I know I am," because the "I am," the your own existence is is you know is is hinging upon your recognition of it, and that is what we say: knowledge, awareness. You know. So your existence is useless if you cannot be the witness of your existence. what is the use of your existence it's just like a rock existing rock may be very wonderful it may be very useful it may you know it may be doing something on the side of the road it may be just you know people may be coming and saying oh what a nice rock but it is unable to say for itself you know what i rock it's not able to say that but you have that ability you have that total self awareness awareness means what i am aware of myself that awareness is gyanam gyanam simply means i know and how do you know without using a means of knowledge you cannot say i see that i exist i hear that i exist i can sense through the sense of touch that i exist no without recourse to any pramana means of knowledge you know that you are and that you are is undeniable and that undeniable i am which or which we, when you say i am you say i know i am which includes i don't know how to operate this recorder so this ignorance is also included in the knowledge because when that in the knowledge of the i because when that ignorance is what is recognized it becomes all knowledge i know that i don't know <laughs> another paradox and so this kind of a person goes to the teacher how is the teacher going to teach the teacher cannot say you are existent that is foolish because you know you already know you are existent and so therefore there is no need to say you are existent you know you already know that and therefore what so therefore the teacher has to say you know what you know you are you know you are and then you don't know exactly the next question are you here yes who are you you don't know and so that who are you is what is talked to talked by the teacher and then who is this i at next question i know i am who oh, what are you i am what you know samsari i am very very sorry i am subject to guilt i am subject to hurt you see the i am is now joining all those ingredients in samsara subject to hurt subject to guilt subject to fear subject to you know sorrow subject to afflictions and that is what you know has to be separated that i am has to be separated from all these notions which contribute to becoming an ocean of fear and sorrow so the ocean of sorrow has to be dismissed as a notion by the teacher deploying the words of the upanishad given to us by lord dakshinamurti that is what it is because dakshinamurti is the adi guru you know lord in the form of the teacher you know because you know why knowledge is infallible ah that is why it's coming from the lord if it came from some you know uh, some fellow who is you know who is uh, 
who you see every day and who forgets you know where they have you know kept this or that and forgets their own name sometimes you know then the knowledge is you know flawed because you know the person who you see every day very easy to take for granted even with a teacher this happens that's why you know one one prays to lord dakshinamurti to keep that you know to keep that newness that shraddha is based on that newness so shraddha means rev- a feeling of you know revered uh, a, a reverence that shraddha is reverence and that reverence is is what is kept you know up front so that whatever is taught is always ever fresh ever new and ever you know desirable and so how will the teacher teach the first the teacher has to you know you know put samsara in a new light so what is this samsara ocean of affliction ayyo this ocean of affliction is but a notion of affliction this is elucidated this is talked about very nicely by the teacher through the words of the shastra the teacher is just a mouthpiece for the shastra shastra means that which has come from the lord that which has come from dakshinamurti that teaching in the form of the upanishad which uh, you know which destroys samsara by pointing out the truth of yourself as ishvara brahma gamayati by taking you to brahman taking again is within quotes because who is being taken the one who is already brahman is being as though taken to brahman taken means you know because one was one was <laughs> taken with samsara and one is taken away from samsara and made to see that one is already not a samsari one was never a samsari this is what it is brahma gamanam so this is what the upanishad does what is the upanishad that which is given to us by lord dakshinamurti that is what the upanishad is and then uh, how does it take you to brahman how does it take you to the vast limitless fearless sorrowless afflictionless you know timeless ageless you know nameless formless truth of yourself how does it do that by dismissing all the notions that are there and this dismissal is part of the teaching and that dismissal is you know is, is has an abiding presence in the upanishads and in all the works of the vedanta and it is famously known you know in a short form as neti neti na iti na iti i am afflicted by sorrow na iti not so not in this manner not so i am afraid na iti i am tired na iti i am bored na iti i am useless na iti i am unloved na iti you see neti 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 so that is part you know that is one half of the upanishadic statements and the other half is what sukham shantam you know and then uh, you know niravayavam uh, and all these things you know that which is uh, the sanatanam that which is of the nature of happiness that which is free of all disturbance that which is not you know having any kinds of uh, that which is impartite no parts and that which is you know free of all kinds of you know anything that you say and then that which is sanatana that which is ever the same unchanging all these things are positively put you know changeless we have to say unchanging again would be negating that so changeless shanta you know all these things you know these are positive statements in the upanishads which are just after dismissing the notion then they are just pointing towards that which is the truth of oneself and that pointing here you know listen carefully is maunavyakhya ha that is what it is so the dismissal is one half of the teaching you know more than one half because there is a lot of things to dismiss so many people, billion 7 billion people in the in the universe and uh, each one has at least more than one notion of oneself and so even if you say two per head so that is 14 billion notions i mean there'll be lot more than that but for a start that man that many notions have to be dismissed 
because each head is unique and it comes with strange strange notions and some of them are of course common i am an idiot is very common but then the rest of them they are all over the place and all those notions have to be dismissed this is not easy and so there is a lot of neti neti statements and then what iti in fact you are this alone you know sukham shantam when you say you know nitya buddha shuddha mukta atma you are nitya you are eternal not eternally sad you are eternal you are that which is immortal not subject to death you are limitless you are timeless body is subject to death mind is subject to going that's why the only thing we can say about the mind is what never mind that's the only thing you can say so all these things that are subject to death you know they are uh, you know they are not you so what are you you are that which is you know the truth of ishvara you are that which is the content of ishvara you are that which is the cause of the universe and what is this cause of the universe that cause of the universe is that awareness which you know you are these are indicatory statements which are called in the and we'll have more of a chance to talk about that but for now this much is enough these are indicatory statements talked about in sanskrit as lakshana vakya lakshana indication you know why lakshana why not directly say you are this you know because you don't need to say you cannot say you are this directly why because you can describe a rock you can describe something even which doesn't have form like space and time can be described but you cannot describe yourself as a, because when you describe yourself you know how else how are you going to do it you know we, you know you have to say i am this much you know my height is you know 5 feet so many inches 6 foot so many inches you know how are you going to say that when you say that you are not describing you you are describing the body oh i feel peaceful you are describing the mind i feel restless you are describing the mind i am hungry you are describing prana you know i see very well you are describing the sense organs you are not describing you because that you which is self aware you know atma cannot be objectified when you try to objectify it what happens yato vacho nivartante apraapya manasa sah taitri upanishad says the mind and the words speech are great friends and in hand they went skipping along trying to face a challenge and come you know come back victorious from this challenge what was the challenge i am going to describe the i <laughs> i am going to describe the atma i am going to talk about it you know speech said mind said i am going to categorize it and then you be my mouthpiece and talk about it because i am i cannot talk about it therefore you are under my employ we both are great friends i visualize you speak and we'll come back and tell what is the color of the atma what is the size of the atma parimana and what is the you know uh, you know what is the weight of the atma and what is the you know what kind you know what is the function of the atma what does it do in its spare times what are its hobbies you know and then what is the gender of the atma this is sounding like a uh, you know what are what all you put on a dating website like shaadi.com and all this you know you, you you people put all these things what are the hobbies cycling you know cycling where in the waters of samsara yeah going round and round cycling and then uh, what that you know and, and then some of the eco buffs will say recycling meaning what <laughs> i like to keep coming back again and again after <laughs> every janma because i don't know what else to do <laughs> so like whether it is cycling or recycling these are all under hobbies reading reading about what about anatma of course you know reading writing uh, cooking 
you know cooking in samsara in the hot uh, you know boiling in the hot water of samsara that is what it is and so they then they'll put all these things and then you know and these are people who are rebels they don't believe in horoscope matching they don't believe in you know parents looking for the match they want to do it themselves so they are proactive and put all these things in the you know marriage.com shaadi.com all these websites and then what you know at least for us the horoscope means what it is a blueprint of bhagavan so we put it in front of bhagavan bhagavan is doing the matching because the stars are bhagavan the karma phala is bhagavan the horoscope is nothing but a manifestation of bhagavan and then we have the knowledge of astrology which is also bhagavan and we are looking to see how these two people might you know live together but here the person is very modern not traditional and not orthodox and so they they want to you know uh doff off all that and then they just want to go and uh, you know go to put their profiles in the website and then what one is at the mercy of the computer because then the computer which is <laughs> which matches the computer is what matches you know this person and that person so these descriptions are important when you want vyavahara when you want to get along with somebody that to life long those descriptions matter you know to a certain extent because you know you have to somehow you have to make a start like okay what do we have in common you know and then uh, this is you know this is important to a certain extent but then in terms of knowing oneself how what kind of description can the self have the upanishad is silent on the issue and this silence is what is talked about here by Uh, you know the dhyana shloka as mauna vyakhya it's not that only in the deep meditation of silence the self comes out to play no the self is in play the self is playing all the time the self is playing whether you are afflicted the unafflicted self is playing as it were you know is in play whether you are upset whether there is thought the presence of the self is there in every thought as the thinker is the content of the thinker and the presence of the self is there in every non thought as that which is observing the silence so you cannot say that silence is atma and therefore what is speech so whenever you are talk you are talking you are anatma you are not atma that is not correct and this is a mistake that is i'm spending a little more time over this because this is a mistake that is normally made in in even the most uh, you know in the finest of vedanta circles so we have to be extremely careful here what is the meaning of mauna vyakhya mauna vyakhya means that which is you know talked about through indicatory words indicatory sentences and those indications just point to the atma which is recognized after the notions are dismissed you know it's just like the snake and rope what kind of rope rope snake so there is a rope lying there and then over which you make an aropa <laughs> that's why it's called rope so you have an aropa and what is that aropa you have an aropa of snake aropa means super imposition so there is a uh, rope lying on the ground and then you pass by the rope when you know in a dark uh, you know situation in twilight not enough light enough light to see something is curvy is lying there something which is small and curved three bends it has is lying there you see that but you don't have enough light light to ascertain what it is so you go closely and the cell phone comes in handy because behind every cell phone is what not camera flashlight so you shine the light on that object from far because you are afraid to go close to it and then you say first you say what this is not a snake neti neti not a snake not a snake no scales no sliminess not a snake so the sliminess is removed the scales are removed from your eyes first and then from the rope which is manifesting as a snake due to uh, you know due to bad light not enough insufficient light and then what do you say 
then you say this is not it doesn't have fangs neti 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 and then what is it iti rope yeah and that rope is pointed out how by the dismissal of the non snake by by show by showing it as non snake and the same similar thing is happening to the atma atma is known i know i am but don't ask me the next question what are you who are you because that next question is fraught with wrong identifications there is a mistake made on the i because i take myself to be the body with which i am associated the body the mind the senses people you know loved ones people around me children etc you know house by take myself to be connected to or in fact i identify with my possessions i identify with places that i visit and you know like my house my my place my native place all these things and so these identifications are all finite and limited and these identifications are the cause of sorrow and so neti neti statements in the upanishad dismiss those identification and then what are you already shines there is no need to even say it because as soon as you say it it is just like the mind and the speech going to conquer the atma and then what do they do they come back with a hanging head their head is hanging in shame they were not able to objectify the i why because the i is not an object it is a subject you know which is not subject ever to any kind of objectification and so that's why it is mauna vyakhya because when you really want to know what is this i i want to know in one word one sentence lord dakshinamurti is silent why because you already are the one who is wanting to know is the i the pramata is i the content of the pramata is i the prameya the objects that is there in the universe all the objects that are there that you think are out to get you is i alone prameya non separate from i pramata the knower is i the objects of knowledge i and pramana the means of knowledge like sight hearing etc deployed to know the i is also i <laughs> so what is this i am i pramata no ayyo you just said pramata is i correct <laughs> but i am not pramata no so you are neither pramata nor prameya nor pramana you are neither the thinker nor the knower nor the object of knowledge nor the, the means of knowledge yet you are limitless enough to support to manifest as the thinker knower to manifest as the thought object of knowledge to manifest as the means of knowledge without being either knower nor known nor means of knowledge what are you going to do now you know huh? it's just like a ocean you know it has many waves let's say it has three waves you know is this wave the ocean yes it is not the wave is ocean is that with the wave number 1 you know let's say pramata wave the knower wave is that the ocean yes it is the ocean what about the object wave because one wave is making fun of the other wave yeah that's also the ocean what about the third wave which is the means of knowledge wave let us say a third wave representing the means of knowledge sight hearing etc is that also the ocean yes so wave number 1 ocean wave is ocean if you touch the wave you have touched the ocean wave number 2 definitely ocean wave number 3 what's wrong with you that's also the ocean okay so is the ocean the wave no <laughs> ocean is not wave wave is ocean so what is ocean ocean is that nameless limitless formless upadhi yeah upadhi here means that you know and as though container yeah and as though container which you know which is there which is it's it's a form of manifestation it is nameless it is formless it is huge it is huge enough to sustain so many waves object wave and the knower wave known wave etc but without being any one of them so to you the atma is subject to 
you know, is subject to what is 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 large enough, limitless enough to sustain the knower known difference, subject object as though contradiction, and the means of knowledge. All these separations that you see, you're, you, it's all you. You are big enough to sustain all of them without being any one of them. So that is what is meant by mauna vyakya. You know, so much words to so much words to talk about. You know, uh, mauna vyakya. One thing, <laughs> one thing alone. So many words to just talk about this one thing, which is nameless, formless, wordless. You. So the one that is Mauna Vyakya Prakatita Parabrahma Tattvaha Dakshinamurti who elucidated, this is yet one more paradox, who taught about that, you know, which is, which is impossible to teach, is really impossible to teach. How are, this is another paradox. How are you going to teach about you that is not an object? It seems very impossible to teach. It is impossible to teach about you as an object. And of course, it is impossible to teach about you as a subject. And therefore, Mauna Vyakya, because through an ingenious method of the pedagogy of negation, and then what? You know, pointing towards words, indicatory words of who you are, Shanta, etc. Satyam, Jnanam, Anandam, all these words. You know, the person is repatriated with their nature. Very interesting. Yet this is the final paradox, so to speak. The ultimate paradox is to, you know, is, is to wordlessly convey for, you know, that knowledge which depends all on words. What are you going to do? This is so much fun. Yeah. So, so Parabrahma Tattva, the ultimate, the most sacred, the most exalted truth of the self was expounded wordlessly by who? This is what it is. Yuvalam, the teacher is, you know, here, young and the teacher is nothing but the Shastra. The Shastra is young because the Shastra is timeless. 10,000 year old history we have of teacher teaching the student, student then learning and then becoming the teacher, teaching yet one more disciple, who becomes the teacher, who becomes the disciple, this parampara continues. And so therefore, you know, Yuva, the teacher is new because each time you hear it, it is new. Each time the new student hears it, it is new, it is new, it is new, new, new. New, 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 new. Yeah, who knew, right? <laughs> Therefore, that's one reason why the teacher is ever young. And the second reason the teacher is ever young is because you see, you, you see, we see all these articles these days that the age is in the heart, the age is in uh, the kind of life that you lead. You know, because if uh, people who are, um, what is that word, stressed out, who are having a lot of things, uh, problems, uh, what happens is that, you know, they may be young, by, you know, biological age, uh, you know, or chronological age, and then what? An emotional, mental age. <laughs> you know, that's a very different thing. So, you know, there's, the stress makes one age faster. Age faster means what? You know, they one is constantly worried and the worry causes the blood pressure to rise perhaps. The worry causes, you know, certain other things. One is not mindful. One becomes careless. There is no self-care. All these things happen. So this is all caused by worries. And so the worries are afflictions and so samsara. And so therefore what? So therefore they say, have an attitude of gratitude huh? because everything is given oh what is given only troubles are given <laughs> no the courage to surmount those troubles also given 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 and what is given is beneficial and because of what is given I am able to do so many things you know at least I have a mind even if you know even if even if I'm only using to complain at least I have a mind and then you see that the mind is not just capable of complaining, 
the mind is able to revel in, in, in the truth of oneself, the mind is able to listen to this knowledge, the mind is able to pursue sadhanas like meditation, all these things. And so the mind is a fine, beautiful thing to have. And so the attitude of gratitude, you know, is, 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 you know, is able to scale back those ears. What kind of ears? Those mental, emotional ears through which one has aged early, one, one says that. You see articles about gratitude, you see articles about compassion. When, when, one, is, when one goes against the grain and against the grain of feeling and compassionate, you know, one is you know, going against the grain and acting compassionately. This feeling is mithya, it is not real. Because your swarupa is compassion. And when you act it out, you see that, you know, the uncompassion was an interloper, an imposter, so to speak. You are actually, you know, all compassion. So when you act against the feelings, against the immediate ragadveshas, the strong prejudices and the strong, you know, what's the word for it, and the strong infrastructure of the surviving jiva, the one who has to fight to get things, the one who has to demand attention, the one who wants to seize the universe and control everything, that controlling jiva, you know, when you go against the grain of these kinds of sentiments, you know, you may be chronologically old, you know, you may be chronologically 80, 90, doesn't matter, you know, the heart is young because, you know, this knowledge is ever young. That's the second meaning. So, Lord Dakshinamurti is therefore very youthful. And then the second line, you know, um, the second line is what? Varshishthante vasadrishikanaihi avritam brahmanishthaihi. So who is this Dakshinamurti? First line, the one who is, you know, the one who is Mauna Vyakya Prakatita Parabrahma Tattvaha Yuvanaha and then Yuva and then the second line talks about who this Dakshinamurti is surrounded by. Who is this Lord Dakshinamurti surrounded by? Friends and family and if they are friends and family, what is this Vedanta family? Who does it consist of? Who does Dakshinamurti family consist of? Kula, so what kind of a Guru Kula, you know, is uh, the Lord Dakshinamurti's Guru Kula is the second line. We will see that, you know, we will see that uh, in detail when tomorrow. So don't uh, feel disheartened, you know, if... Uh, if you feel like, you know, all that we have done in two classes is one line. That's why we have a lot of time. Don't worry about it. Everything will get done. You know, there is, in the beginning, it takes a little time to unfold things. And then, you know, we will catch up. We have a lot of time. Don't worry. Okay? Yeah. So, we are actually ahead by another reckoning, which we'll talk about tomorrow. So I will say the closing prayer and if you have any questions you can ask and then we'll see each other tomorrow. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnath Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivavashishyate Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Harihi Om